conclusion inevitable. It was a jump to conclusions, Matt. My conclusion was that this idea was not a practical deterrent. My only conclusion can be that it was a Sith Lord. In conclusion. Hello there, folks. Welcome back to In Conclusion, the only movie podcast where, despite the title, none of the walks that were went on by the characters were anything to remember. Okay, I got something I to say about it already, Dan. Go on. Perfect. Great. I'm Dan O'Keefe. And the very opinionated woman right there, as always, that's Anna Otto. How are you, Anna? Okay, listen. This movie follows very closely to the book, except for the part having to do with the actual title. That's why I'm heated, uh-huh. but it's still one of my favorite movies from my youth. I'm fine, Dan. <laughs> How are okay. you? Okay, <laughs> so I'm good. To get it out of the way, we're talking about A Walk to Remember. Um, and it doesn't follow that closely to the book because I would have liked it more if it follows closely to the book. Did you read because the, book? the book? No, but I read the Wikipedia page oh, about the book fair. and the book is set in the 1950s. And as someone <laughs> from the 1950s, I would have adored it. I forgot that that's when it takes place. I read the book when I was in high school, but uh-huh. um, I watched the movie like a million times and I really loved the book and I really loved the movie. But um, okay. They're, I mean, they're similar in a lot of ways. They're different in a lot of ways. So we'll see. Yes. We'll discuss. Um, getting off the book for a second, I am a patron for a podcast mm-hmm. that I like. It's called L.A. Meekly. Free plug to L.A. Meekly for all of our many, many thousands of listeners yes. out there. That's a lie. <laughs> you're all very special because you're part of a very small group. Yes. Thank um, you, friends. And as part of the, the Patreon perk... They send a postcard out every month. Cute. Uh, uh, related to the topic that they're talking about. And I got my postcard this month. They're talking about LA restaurants. Mm-hmm. And so it's about uh, Par's re- or Pan's restaurant, which apparently has really good milkshakes. Yum. But at the top of, uh, and they write a note on the postcard each time. And the note to me said, uh, I was watching Veep recently, and when it came to the credits, it said that the producer was Dan O'Keefe. Now, I know that that's entirely a coincidence, but if it's not, you know you're legally obligated to tell us if you're him, right? And, oh, I wish I was him. Are you kidding me? He's the executive producer on Veep. He was a writer on Seinfeld. Yeah. His dad came up with Festivus. Really? He, Yeah. I love Festivus. It is. He is my, like, career goal. But the issue is, he has literally my name. You're going to have to go by a different name. I know. How about... I don't want to go by Daniel. You could bring back Danny. You could dust that off. I got... Uh, yeah, th- throw back to middle school. Mm-hmm. Um, Joseph, like DJ O'Keefe, if I throw in my middle name. That sounds like I'm on Full House. Yeah, I was going to say, DJ is... Uh... Listen, there are only two DJs in my life that I know, and one of them is from Full House, and the other one was a kid I went to high school with who was, I wish him the best, but he was really weird in high school. And I'm that's oh coming gosh, from same. DJ? Yeah, the, the only other DJ that I know, aside from DJ Tanner, was, again, I wish him the best, a very weird kid. And that's coming from two people who themselves are very weird, so let's just take yeah. a second to mention that. But he was definitely one simmer. of those where's my hug kind of guys. So mm, yeah. Yeah. That's kind of where I'm at. I, s- 
speaking of where's my hug kind of guys, a walk to remember. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so you've seen this. If you had to put a number on how many times you've seen this. At least 20, Dan. I went through oh a phase, gosh. Dan, and it was ugly. I had this movie on DVD, and I tried to find it at my parents' house to watch this. Thankfully, it was on Netflix, so I didn't have to look mm-hmm. that hard because I couldn't find it. But it's a lot of times, Dan. I, I literally yes. was quoting the movie while we were watching it, like <laughs> saying the lines. I was not quoting it while we were watching it, but I was predicting it, and I got it. I got it pretty, pretty close to I made, how it actually went. I made Gage watch it with me, and I got mad at him because he kept going, "When's she gonna die?" <laughs> About twenty minutes or like half an hour into the movie, um, it gets to the part, and she's talking about her like list of things she wants to do. Yes. And I'm like, "What? It's is she dying? Why Wait, does she have this list? Did you not know anything about this? No, movie? I knew nothing about the movie aside of the fact that Dare You to Move is in it." Anna's face right now. I'm is shook. Pure shock. I need to know everything you thought about this movie now because I okay, thought yeah. you knew the premise. No, I went into this completely blind. Oh I was expecting God. there to be a walk to remember. There is there in were... the book. Okay. Then change the name of the movie to There's a Walk to Remember in the Book. I'll explain to you what the walk to remember is when we get to that part because it's the part that made me cry the most. So. Okay. Um,. I'm not going to give my score right now. No, save it for the end. I will. But my 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 one sentence review on Letterboxd for The Notebook mm-hmm. was, God, I'm such a softy. Yeah. My one sentence review for this is, okay, maybe I'm not that much of a softy. Oh, no, I, lo- I recognize that this movie is bad. Uh-huh. But I also recognize that it makes me really happy when I watch it and nobody can take that away from me. Thank you. That's good. Yes. That's great. Are you kidding me? Um, The soundtrack is better than the movie. If only because it has Dare You to Move. Yes. Dare You to Move! Thank you, Dan. I don't know why I sing it like it's a creed. I wish it was creed. In the arms of the angel. It would be better if it was. (laughs) No, you Uh, mean lips of an angel? No, that's that's Hinder. No. That's Hinder. Oh, um, I love Lips of an Angel. It was stuck in my head for like a week once. I, yeah. Lips of an Angel. I, again, I don't love that song. Oh, I love that song. It brings back good but memories. It's on, the, it's on the American Idol karaoke game for Wii. I'd be singing so it every it time. Has been, it has been brought back into my life far too recently. <sighs> um, if I was playing that game right now, Dan, that's the only song I'd be singing. Thanks. <laughs> but the other song on the soundtrack that I love is Someday We'll Know by New Radicals. Oh, okay. That is a good yeah, song. Because that's the one that the comes... montage scene. Yeah, I, was gonna say, I think that's in the montage scene. Yeah. Uh, but New Radicals <laughs> are, of course, better recognized for the song You Get What You Give. Mm-hmm. Uh, which features a lyric about the recently canceled Marilyn Manson. Yeah. Uh, yeah. For good. Yeah. Good. I mean, one of my friends at work was like, I'm kind of sad because I really liked Marilyn Manson's music and now he's canceled. And I was like, oh, sweetie, you had to know that was coming. Like, yeah. <laughs> you had to know. Like, you just, there's no way. Speaking of cancellations, I don't really understand what's happening with Army Hammer, but I think he killed someone. Um. I think he's a cannibal. Uh, yeah, right. I think on the he street. ate someone. I, I choose not <laughs> to 
I can't tell if I think that's real or not. I don't know. What, I'm waiting for more evidence. The jury's out. I don't know what I think right now. I, I like there's the the weird texts that came out, which mm-hmm. are you know whatever. If that's your thing, as long as it's consensual, yeah. it's fine. Um, but then like his agent and his publicist both dropped him as a client. Oh and no! When your publicist drops you, that means there's something like real bad that's gonna come out they can't fix it i'm waiting honestly i'm waiting okay i'm waiting because i didn't something like an ex-girlfriend of his or something say something about him being a weirdo too yeah i don't know you know what and he'd be like i want to eat your feet or something i hated that sentence coming out of your mouth (laughs) i hated hearing that somebody would ever say that those words don't belong together in any capacity Unless it's like, I want to eat your feet-shaped cookies. You know what I mean? Like, maybe you're at a baby shower or something, Mm -hmm. and the cookies are shaped like baby feet. I don't know. That's the only capacity. Well, that's even weird. That's still weird. That's the only. Because then you know whoever's throwing the baby shower wants to eat feet. Yeah. When I threw a baby shower, we had a cake, but it had baby booties on it. But that's pretty much the extent, you know? Okay. Yeah. Um, No, I would be... The last person who would want to eat feet. Feet are disgusting. They are. I don't understand foot fetishes. No. I don't get what people like about them. Mm-mm. Keep your feet as far away from me. Maybe it's because I have gross feet. Like my I feet know, smell really bad all the time. I Is think... this TMI? I don't care. Welcome back to our foot podcast. Yeah. <laughs> I think I have not ugly feet. Like I used to think I could be like a shoe model. Uh, okay. But I still don't think that they're like sexy like i don't want to look at anybody else let me see them feet i'm not gonna go wow that's a beautiful foot you know what i mean like i they're attached to my body so i don't feel gross about them we have both drawn in and turned away quentin tarantino from this podcast yes we (laughs) (laughs) no oh god okay let's talk about a walk to remember yeah um so a walk to remember was released in January 25th, 2002, directed by Adam Shankman, who also directed Hairspray. Love it. Um, Wait, new one or old one? The new one. Okay. The old one was John Waters. Okay. Uh, produced by Denise Denovi and Hunt Lowry. Screenplay by Karen Jansen, based on the novel A Walk to Remember by Nicholas Sparks, mm-hmm. of course. Starring Shane West, Mandy Moore, Peter Coyote, and Daryl Hannah. The... Production company was Gaylord Films and Pandora Cinema. When the Pandora logo came up before this, I was like, Pandora existed in 2002, but it's a different Pandora. Mm-hmm. Um, released by Warner Brothers Pictures with a budget of $11.8 million. At the box office, it grossed $47.5 million. And on Rotten Tomatoes, it has a certainly a strong score of 27%. Why do all the movies I like have bad scores? Can we just... <laughs> why? Can't I have the, fun? The critical consensus is, though wholesome, the Mandy Moore vehicle, A Walk to Remember, is also bland and oppressively syrupy. I'll just say it right now. Mandy Moore in this movie, she was young and she wasn't at her peak performance yet. You know what I mean? Yes. She was also literally a child. Was she, she was 17? 17 when That's they made what I this. thought, yeah. but I didn't know for sure. Yeah, she's, uh, she's not... She, I... It's not her best performance. Granted, 
I don't really feel either way about Mandy Moore. I don't really like This Is Us. I've only seen Tangled one time. I don't know what else she's been mm-hmm. in. Her music. Entourage oh, playing yeah. the role of Mandy Moore. How could I forget? <laughs> I don't know any of her music besides the song from this movie. <laughs> There's that Candy song that she has. Hmm. I'll look into it. It's a little yeah. late, but yeah. I'll look into it. I bought like now that's what I call music seven. Yeah. And it had a Mandy Moore song on it. And I was like, oh, this is perfectly fine. Mm-hmm. It's something to put on in the background and not pay attention to. And I don't. That's that's kind of an insult, but that's kind of how I feel about Mandy Moore. She's perfectly fine. Yeah, she's kind of normal looking. Like, yeah, seen lots of girls I mean, that look like. Obviously, her. she's she's normal looking, but also she's incredibly attractive. Oh, she's a yeah, Hollywood star. She's beautiful, um, but I mean, like in the way that there are people I've seen in my life who are just as beautiful, if not more beautiful, yes. in regular life. Yeah, not in the. Comparing this to the Notebook, <sighs> yeah, not, not the like Rachel that. McAdams sort of beautiful. No, like not... or the Ryan Gosling sort of beautiful. Yeah, no, she, Mandy Moore. I mean, maybe it was because she was seventeen, but she just looked, you know, like a seventeen-year-old. Yeah, and I guess also because they did make her look plainer for this movie, a little, but a little frumpy with her clothes. I think about how she looks now, and I still kind of feel the same. So <laughs> she mm-hmm. just looks like a normal person. Um, yeah. can we? How old was Shane West when they made this movie? He was in his early twenties. Twenties. Yeah, like uh, early 20s. I got he, something to say about that. He was born that. in 78. He was, he was 23 when they made it. He so was it's not fine. that bad. He was fine. Mm-hmm. High school Anna was obsessed with him. I Okay, I'll tell you right now. Here's how obsessed I was with this movie. When I was in high school, we had like our planners, you know, and mm-hmm. um, people would decorate the covers of them to kind of, you know, individualize them. And I would always take, like, I'd make a collage of things I liked and, like, dream cars and things like that and put it together and tape it onto the front. I had a Walk to Remember on my planner cover. Shane West on my planner cover. Mm -hmm. I thought he was so cute. And watching this movie again, I was like, it's, I was like, oh, is he over 18 in this movie? He looks like it, but I'm not sure. Because I was like, yeah. he's still really hot, and I don't want to say anything if it's weird, but, like, High School mm-hmm. Anna is really coming out right now. <laughs> I looked up a picture. I'm on his Wikipedia page, and the profile picture is him from 2015. How's he looking? He's still really attractive. Let me do a quick Goog. Shane West. Yeah. Oh, he because could get I, it. Oh, he could get yeah. it with that beard. Yes, he could. Oh, my goodness. That, he looks like, like, Jason Momoa's, like, alternate reality younger brother mm-hmm. in that picture a little bit mm-hmm. it is it is working on him oh he is mm. <laughs> he could he could get it you know he had the he has this jawline that just does not quit no it doesn't i was watching that film and i was like oh man dan this is about to be a thirst city i'll tell you right now. oh man oh man he's hot okay Okay, I gotta I am throw my phone you away. I gotta throw my phone away. Are you away. kidding me? I was watching this movie, some of his outfits. I was like, okay. I just was brought back to the thirst mm-hmm. of 2013, you know, 2012, 2011, 2010, 2009, like keep, that. Yeah, keep going. Yeah. 2008. <laughs> like, like, right in there, right in that formative <laughs> time when I looked like a thumb. But he doesn't really do much else. This is like his big thing. He was in Gotham. What? Yeah, he played Bane on Gotham, I think in the later seasons. I'm shook. And then he he was on ER. 
Eh, I'm not into hospital shows. That's why I wouldn't have known that. But interesting. Yeah, he was on ER for five years. Um, he, he's done a bunch of TV stuff mm. recently. Okay, Shane. Yeah. He's also in three Mandy Moore music videos. Well, they probably... Did they date? Or were they friends? I think they're just friends. There's nothing, no info about him oh, yeah. dating her at all. Here's a picture of them. She looks normal. He's gorgeous. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm not trying to be mean. I'm sorry. That probably sounded mean. I just think she looks average. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Okay, so let, let's get into the movie. Let's, oh, I'm ready. Let me get these notes out, Dan. At first, I was like, I'm oh, not going to take any notes because I've seen this movie so many times. Dan, I think I took more notes for this movie than I've taken in so long. Um, mm-hmm. I love the name Landon. I'll just say it straight up. I think it's such a good name. Landon? Mm-hmm. Okay, it reminds me of Landon Donovan, the um, U.S. soccer player. Mm, I'm not familiar with soccer. But let, okay. Sorry. Um, I don't really have any. No, I don't have anything to add off of that. That's just what it reminds me of because I don't know anybody else named Landon. Fair. Um, so the movie starts out with uh, a bunch of precocious high schoolers going to <laughs> what I assume is a nuclear power plant or a quarry or it's something. It's a cement and factory, all, Dan. <laughs> sure. They're all terrible people. They are all terrible people. I got it out for Dean. He's an emotionally toxic and abusive friend. And I got it out mm-hmm. for Belinda the redhead. She doesn't know a thing about a thing. Okay. Belinda is absolutely damning the name, the good name of Belinda for all other Belindas, mm-hmm. of which I only know one. And it's Belinda Carlisle because heaven is a place on earth. Lord above. Lord of I hate everything. That, <laughs> oh, God. No, but I'm serious. Like... She's just so mean in the movie because she wants to be with Landon so bad. And I can't remember yeah. if they dated or if she just has a crush on him. They did. They dated beforehand and then they broke up, but she still wants to get back with him. Okay. Well, he clearly said, no, she needs to move on. Thank you. The mm-hmm. end. But anyway, that's. Move on to you. Me? Yes. Landon needs to move on. Oh, to you. Landon? Absolutely. Come on over. I got yeah. room. Sorry, Gage. <laughs> Shane, you, you, you busy? <laughs> like, I'm good. <laughs> So the reason they're at the cement factory nuclear power plant quarry is because they are hazing a kid to be in their friend group, uh, friend to be in their friend group in quotes, really. They're just hazing him to to make fun of him. Um, And what they need to have him do for his initiation is climb up and jump into this very shallow pool of water um, where once he does that, boom, he's in the friend group. But, as I said, this is a shallow pool of water. So shallow, in fact, that when they drove up to it, I was like, they're not going to go in there, is that? Are they? That's like a like a public fountain level of water. It's and like two feet deep. When he jumps in, like, the way he lands, his body is like a U, but backwards, yeah. you know? Like, yeah. I have no doubt in my mind that every bone in his body snapped, <laughs> like... At least his spine probably snapped in yeah. half. Oh, absolutely. I'm surprised he didn't die. But that would yeah. be even darker and everybody would be in jail if he had. So so he doesn't die. This I don't remember what this guy's name is. I'm going to uh, call Clay. him Strib- Stribbly. His name is um, Clay Gabhart. <laughs> that, what a too common of a name. I need to... S- Stribbly jumps a lot. Okay, um, fine. 
he is gravely injured in Landon showing that he is saving the cat at the mm-hmm. beginning of the movie because even though he's a bad boy, we know he's a good guy at heart. Uh-huh. Classic screenwriting trope. Me crying already. Uh, he, he goes in to save him while all the rest of uh, the bad friends run away as the cops come. Conveniently. <sighs> How did the cops get there so fast, you know? Like, were they there already? <laughs> yeah, they. this was all a sting. Probably. Landon's secretly a cop. Yeah. Um, Landon gets into a car chase with the cops, which ends with him getting into an accident and getting a sexy little cut on his forehead. I'm surprised. And he hurt his leg, which like is shocking yeah. to me because he wasn't wearing a seatbelt. I'm surprised he didn't like break an arm or something. Or like but... fly through the windshield. Yes. Oh, there's so many things. Okay. I also have something really shallow to say as we move into the next scene. What about the pool that they jumped into? Shallow? Yes. Um, I have something shallow to say. Go ahead. The actress playing Landon's mom is not an say attractive it. woman. I 100% disagree with you. Oh. Do I know why? Why? The actress playing uh, playing Landon's mom is Daryl Hannah. Yes, I'm familiar with her. I think. What she was she is, on? She's the mermaid in Splash. Shut up! She's not! Yes, yeah, she is. She wore a wig for this movie, and she got lip fillers, like, injected in, but she had an allergic reaction, and they swelled up, which is why her face looks like that in this. Again, the shock on your face. Dan, I had no idea. I knew I recognized the name Daryl Hannah from somewhere, but I was like, uh-huh. eh, I watch movies. I don't remember who actors and actresses are. I didn't know that. She's beautiful. She is gorgeous oh man i'm an asshole dan (laughs) sorry miss hannah me do love your work well the wig really wasn't doing it for her i'll say that much yeah she is much better as a blonde than as a a dark brunette and also people can be blonde and have brunette children her ex-husband was a brunette so it wouldn't be surprising that her son has brown hair right i don't know you know it was 2002 all moms had brown hair correct think about your mom in 2002 what color hair did she have brown Mm. now she's blonde there you go Mm -hmm. you're right you're right it's it's the thing Mm -hmm. uh so landon as part of his i guess community service or something um i think so he doesn't get expelled yeah he has to join the play i think they because he, he's given so many activities as a punishment. Like, he, he has to help the janitor, and he has to tutor, and he has to do the play. I think the reason why he has to do that is because his principal wants him to be so busy that he doesn't have time to do stupid things. Which is a totally smart way to deal with it. Yeah, because, like, expelling him is probably just going to make it worse. Like, you could get yeah. into so much more trouble. But having him do productive things that are actually good for the community... Mm-hmm. Will, I mean, and they do help him to be a better person. Yeah. So I don't know. Like at first, because Gage and I were watching and Gage was like, man, it so sucks that they made him do theater as a punishment. I was like, no, 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 no. I think this is what's happening. And I think if I was an educator, I think that would be a really good thing to do. Yeah. Gage was approaching it from the elitist theater student. (laughs) Correct. Point of view. Gage was heated. He was heated. <laughs> He's As also heated. To the troubled youth point yes. of view that we have. Mm-hmm. You know me, troubled. Yeah, you know me, Nothing youth. But. Yep. 
so he goes and he's tutoring and the kid that he's tutoring thinks that it's stupid, which he agrees with. I mean, it's math, so like... Yeah. It's it's, that's it. That's, that's... <laughs> I don't like math. I'm sorry. But don't forget that like he also is going and doing the janitorial stuff and they've already started... like It's been made apparent that there's this girl, Mandy Moore, who's like a big nerd and she's the preacher's daughter and everybody makes fun of her and like mm-hmm. she just kind of keeps to herself and does her own thing. But his friends choose to be well, Dean, his one friend who's a literal penis, chooses his, to his not friend be nice. Dean, who reminds me of the the bad guy in Lemonade Mouth. <gasps> Triggered. The the guy who says, hey, you, don't you wish you were us? That's yep. exactly the same. It's a different actor. It's exactly the same person. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. Um. So Landon, he goes to play practice where in a inspired bit of stunt casting, he is the lead in the student written spring play musical about oh. prohibition in the... 1920s and a character who I forget his name. I'm going to say it's Tommy the Gun Thornton. What are you talking about? Okay. I'm sorry that he has a, like a forgettable, forgotten professional wrestler name from the eighties. Someone who get Hulk Hogan beats in three seconds. That's the name. Wait, that's that's the name of the character that Landon plays. Are you talking about the kid who wrote it? No, Tom. I'm talking about Tommy the gun. Tommy the gun Thornton. Mm hmm. So he's the lead in the play, mm-hmm. which I, I i mean, I understand it in the fact that looking at the rest of the people who showed up for the play practice, none of them were men. I was going to say, I think the only other guy who showed up was the person who wrote the play, and he yeah. clearly doesn't want to be in it because he wrote it. Like, he wants yes. to be the student director. Yeah. So that's probably part of it, like... The teacher probably heard that Landon got in trouble and she ran, she ran to the principal's <laughs> office and was like, oh, sorry, I just lost my breath. I just, I heard a straight man was in trouble. How about you send him to the theater? <laughs> like... <laughs> I mean, it, it reminds me of, I'm going to keep bringing this up. When I was in high school, I was cast because I was the tallest man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Senior and I think year, that I was... happened to him too. Yeah, I was the lead in a play because I looked older than everybody else. Mm-hmm. Not because I could act well. I still can't. I can act decently enough that I can take up space on stage and not draw attention to myself. But You get cast a lot, Dan. I know. I'm not the lead. Well. I shouldn't be the lead. Surprise. <laughs> but Jamie's Again. in this play, too. Oh, I'm sorry. Still... I'm just excited. To talk yes, about the Jamie movie. is in this play too, and she is, I guess, the female lead? Yeah. No, she's, the, she's not. Well, the blonde girl of. is, I think. She's just like a jazz singer who comes on stage for two seconds, sings a song, and leaves. Uh, yeah. That's how but it seems, show, at least. But also how the show ends. The So the way that this play that they're in works, it doesn't make any sense. We see one scene of it. It ends with a song, which we assume is the only song in the play, mm-hmm. and there's no falling action afterwards. Also, he's or like... like they say she's a jazz singer or a club singer, and she sings a pop song. She sings a Mandy Moore song. She does. She sings a Mandy Moore yeah. song. She sings Candy by Mandy Moore. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but before they get to the actual performance night, um, 
Landon is having trouble memorizing his lines and getting into character, so he goes to talk to the preacher's daughter, Jamie, Mandy Moore, uh, to get help from her. And she says she will on the condition that he won't fall in love with her. And I say the line at the same time while watching the movie and Gage rolls his eyes. And I say, why? Do you have cancer or something? Did you really say that? No, I didn't. I was like, that's really a weird thing to say, but okay. Yeah. That only came up later. One condition. You have to promise you won't fall in love with me. On one condition. You have to find a cure for leukemia. <gasps> he gets on it immediately. <laughs> he calls his dad. Um, beep, boop, beep, boop. Hello, dad, the cardiologist. Yeah. So the two of them, they start practicing together at her house after school, and they start growing closer because, of course, they do. Mm-hmm. This follows Despite every her father's... Week. Despite her father's uh, wishes, he's heated yeah. about it. Because, oh man, I'm jumping ahead. Never mind. Do it. I just jump. When he asks her on the date and he looks so cute and she's like, I can't date. And he's like, oh, that's okay. And so Landon goes to her dad's office. This is after, mm-hmm. I think, after she gets made fun of, isn't it? Uh, I think it's right before that. Whatever. Either way. Something, yeah. Something, okay, well, we skip ahead. He learns the lines. He does the play, and he kisses Mandy Moore at the end of the show, and it's great. The end. The curtain drops. The end. Cool. We've gotten past all that because we didn't really miss anything story wise. <laughs> Am I wrong? <laughs> no. Um, so then he kisses Mandy Moore and his ex girlfriend Belinda, who was taking flash photography photos the whole time. Sorry, Dan. I'm doing your job of telling the story. No, but I it's just... great because when that was happening in my head, I heard every pre-show announcement that I've ever heard where they say, please, no flash photography. I know. And then I screamed. This bitch just with her disposable camera taking all these pictures. I would have taken it. I would have been like, ma'am, no flash photography. <laughs> I scored her out of the theater. Yeah. But um, and his friend Eric, who's like my favorite of the friend group, is asleep in the audience. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so Manny Moore sings the song and he kisses her because he's so, like, she's gorgeous. And everybody's mm-hmm. like, wow, she was so hot in that show. And Belinda gets all upset because she thinks that Landon is interested. And so she's, like, she takes pictures from the show and photoshops this terrible Photoshop of Manny Moore's face onto this thick bikini model's body and calls mm-hmm. it the Virgin Mary and passes it out. Oh my God, Dan. I know that it's so cheesy. I thought it was stupid when I was little. Like, it's uh-huh. just not like if somebody did that of me, I'd be like, I wish I looked like that. Like, let's try it. Right? I'm trying. Can we tell people that's what I look like? Because that would be cool. Like, I don't know. The Belinda is mean. She's mm-hmm. mean. She's not a friend. If you're going to break up with somebody and you want to try to be friends, try to be an actual friend, okay? Yeah. Just try to be a friend. If you're not, then break it off. Thank you. The end. Also, I'm you said that the, the Photoshop, a very terrible Photoshop, and you're right about mm-hmm. that, but also, mm-hmm. we have to grade it on a curve because it's 2002. And okay. That picture, they- the picture from the play took 45 years to download with their right. AOL dial-up internet, and then photoshop it was again 2002 so and these are high schoolers so they're not as computer literate as the high schoolers of today are with photoshop Mm -hmm. so really that's the best that they could do as they were doing it so i give them an a okay fine i guess you're right considering if i did something like that and turned it into my boss you'd be like anna what the actual crap is this (laughs) you literally put no effort in but you just cut the face out 
literally like you just copy and pasted two pictures together (laughs) but i don't know that scene always makes me laugh because you know i do a fair amount of photoshopping these days and Mm -hmm. it does not look like that when i'm done Uh, they didn't also, even they didn't even make it so her head looked like it was on the same turning point as the model. Was, yeah, her head slept. was in a different her face was in a different place than where the head was. <gasps> I'm like, y'all, oh my god, is this you? And it's just like yeah. <laughs> Oh god. It's just so bad. But then <gasps> he she runs back and she and Landon aren't even dating yet. They're just like talking and they're friends. She runs and he catches her and I'm sobbing. He's like don't worry, baby. It's not about... Well, he doesn't say baby. He goes, it's not about you. Don't worry, goes, sweet cheeks. Fisticuffs with Dean, who's a jerk. We're through, mm-hmm. Landon. Honestly, Landon, good. Bye. Bye, Dean. You suck. Big booties. He pushes his girlfriend. I hate Dean, Dan. I'm so heated. <laughs> I'm so heated. I hate Dean. Landon catches her. He he rubs the tears from her face. Is you okay? Let's get out of here. He drives her home, and then he gets his little puppy dog face, and he asks her out. And Manny mm-hmm. Moore's like, "I'm not allowed to date." So he goes to the preacher's church slash office, and to he goes ask for permission. Yeah, he goes, Father Sullivan or whatever, Mister Sullivan. I want to take your daughter out, and he's like, "Well, I don't know about that. That's just not possible." And Landon goes, I'm just asking you for what you teach us every Sunday in church. And I go, forgiveness? And he goes, faith. And I go, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Oh, so I man. A, I have a couple of, of points to bring up about that. Um, so yeah, go ahead. Mandy Moore falls into his arms at lunch and he wipes her tears yes. away. And he, My absolute he, dream. Yeah, that's a weird dream, but okay. To fall into Shane West's arms? I don't think oh, that's that Oh, I, I thought your, your your dream was to be cyberbullied and sprint and get caught by someone. I would just like the part where I get caught by somebody not to be cyberbullied or oh. cry. Because my dream <laughs> is to be cyberbullied. <gasps> like the movie with Emily Hossmann? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the ABC oh, Family one. Cyberbullied. Uh, then he drives her home. Isn't it lunchtime? Isn't there another half day of school that they have yeah, to attend? Yeah, maybe she, maybe, I like to think that maybe she was like, I'm Papa, sick. I'm sick. Yeah. Maybe she went to the office and was like, I'm not feeling well. Because you know the school knows about her condition. Yeah. Just not the students. Unless maybe that's a flash forward to the end of the day, but it's kind of unclear. Like, it doesn't really make sense. Yeah. Let's just um, assume they had a half day. Okay, sure. Cool, thank you. Teacher in service day, half day for students. <laughs> the only other point that I have is, this is a trivia thing. Originally, the movie was supposed to be rated PG-13 instead of <gasps> PG. Why? Um, and, I don't know. Okay. It's just, maybe just they curious. wanted to make it a little edgier than Christian, because it's, it's it's a very Christian bent with what the release was. It is was. very Christian. Um. So the the Photoshop picture was originally supposed to be a naked woman. And all the ones that okay. are handed out are a naked woman, except for the one that we see, which they edited to have the, the underwear on. That actually makes a lot more sense. Right. To the image. Because, like I said, a literal bikini model is not really embarrassing. Like, people wear swimsuits all the time. I don't yeah. really... I mean, I guess she's very um, modest, so maybe a bikini model was too much for her. Freshman year of of college, my face was photoshopped onto The Bachelor. Did you do that? 
No, uh, Caroline, our friend Caroline, who was on the High School Musical podcast, um, she photoshopped my face onto the, and it was the highest compliment I've ever received. See? That man has a smoking bod. I would like that bod. I love photoshopping things onto things. It's fun. Yeah. I photoshopped Bernie Sanders into a bunch of places for my mom. <laughs> anyway. Did you photoshop him into the, the bell tower of the Bells of St. Mary? Oh, I wish. No, she had me photoshop him into a couple different places in her school, and then I made her mm. a birthday image with him. So Adorable. Thank you. Uh, so but that makes a lot adorable, more sense, because a naked person would be a lot more embarrassing. Okay, sorry. Yeah. Speaking of adorable, uh, they now go on some dates to remember. Oh, Dan, I'm already crying. I'm already crying. I'm sorry. I keep stealing your job away from you, but I someday Do it. We go. Will you, you, this isn't the someday we'll know part yet. Is it not? Okay. No, oh, well, that only comes oh, you're right. after after her her big reveal. You're right. You're right. My bad. This yeah. is the one. Let me pull out my notes because this is the one. This date, I will tell you right now, set me up for failure. Okay. This is the dinner date that they go on where he goes yes. on a very nice dinner date and then they dance together with each other. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. And it just is so beautiful. I Literally, my note says, ugh, okay, the date Landon takes Jamie on looks so nice. I haven't eaten mm-hmm. out since December for my anniversary. Also, I hate that I thought this date was going to be how all dates would be for me, LMAO, with whose money. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> I thought this looked so fun and isn't she wearing the sweater he got her did he not yeah, get her? The, the yeah pink the sweater. pink one because he got her a new it's, sweater i think pink sweaters are ghastly i mean i'm you know i'm not a pink cardigan gal either but mm. he made it's very sweet uh, it was very sweet of him to pick her out a cardigan since he knows she likes them and mm. they're dancing together and i think this is the one yeah because because t- she's told she, like, about her list, about her things that she wants to complete. Yes. So he drives them to the state line of North Carolina and Virginia. Yes. And she gets to stand in two places at once, which is and on the list. And then he does the hottest thing. And Gage made fun of me for this. But I think it's so sexy. When he gets out the tattoos and he goes, stars or butterflies? And she picks one out. And he goes, where do you want it? And she pulls her shoulder out and he gives her the tattoo. And then he blows on it. Oh! <gasps> I was like, Gage, why don't you give me tattoos and then blow on them? He oh was my like, gosh. He was like, I'm not doing that. That's stupid. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> no, it's so sexy. My mom's listening to this like, oh my God. No, it's yeah. just so, oh my gosh, so romantic. I, ooh. ooh Logistical question myself. about that tattoo. You have to get the tattoo wet before it, it sticks onto him. Yeah. So he, I assume that he just, uh, a strong lick. On the tattoo before no. he put it on her shoulder. Did you not see? He was using a paper towel that was wet. He probably dipped I didn't it in the see glass that. of water. I, I thought that he just licked it up and down like it was a bad stamp. No, he must have had like a water bottle or something because it was a wet paper towel. Oh, my God. <laughs> I didn't but then, see that. Then they're I'm going to continue to not see it. Oh. But they kiss. And then they're kissing and he says that he loves her. On the first date, is a little tacky, but it was still pretty good. Still pee good. It's only, I mean, it's their first date, but it's not really their first date. They've been together for, like, months at this point. Yeah, true. And they've known each other for a really long time. Yeah. They grew up in small town, North Carolina, rural yeah. town. Very so nice rural different. town, though. Yeah. So I guess it's different from, like, 
you know, meeting somebody on Bumble and then one week later <laughs> being like, I love you. So is that why I've str- I struck out on Bumble all the time? Did you tell I people you out- loved them? Well, that's how I started out my messages. I just went, hi, I love you. I mean, unless you're sending the picture of Patrick Starr saying it, I think, yeah, that's probably what you're. No, I sent a picture of me giving a, a weak smile and a half-hearted thumbs up along with the caption, I love you. Yeah, Dan, that's a that's a turn off, my dude. Well, did it work on Anna? No, I met Anna while I was sitting under a table. Oh my god. Trying goodness. to charge my phone and she came in drunk. You guys have such a romantic origin story. <laughs> wow. A walk to remember who, honestly. Well, and then our first date was we went to go get Crocs from the Crocs outlet store. That that fits for you guys. It does. <laughs> that fits. Anyway. Back to the film. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, film is a strong word. Back to the movie. Back to the art. How dare you? Back to the one step above ABC Family original <sighs> picture. Um, so they're on another date and things are going kind of well, except after they walk past the pool hall in the middle of downtown, mm-hmm. which there need to be more of. Uh, he's like, why won't you make any long-term plans or anything? And she's like, I can't make any long-term plans. I have leukemia. Well, da, first da, da. she goes, first she goes, I'm sick. And he goes, okay, I'll take you home. <laughs> like, yeah. that's, it's very <laughs> polite of him to say that. I'll say that much. Like, at least he's like, oh, if you're not feeling well, that's totally cool. I'll take you home. But yeah, no, it's pretty dramatic. Because mm-hmm. that's when, that's when he runs to his dad's house and dare you to yeah. move is swelling. Like yes. So I watched this with my friends and we had the subtitles on because I like watching movies with subtitles so mm-hmm. my elderly ears can kind of yes, keep up with it. Yes, understandable. When Dare You to Move started playing, when the first guitar chords hit, it was like group karaoke with the subtitles yeah. going on. Yeah. We were hitting everything, swelling. Mm-hmm. It was incredible. My notes literally say dare you to move swells <laughs> like, <laughs> uh, and then so, oops sorry go ahead no go ahead i say and then i have ugh running to his dad's house i can't and like his dad is clearly very wealthy like it's a big house and yeah. i feel a little bit da- bad for the dad because like he's clearly trying to reconcile for the mistakes he made but landon is not ready to forgive mm-hmm. and he clearly is like he doesn't say no to taking on jamie's case he just says I don't know anything about her case. And then he says, I'm a cardiologist, which yeah. I'm like, Landon, <laughs> you're old enough to know the difference between an oncologist and a cardiologist. Like, you know, your dad works with heart patients, right? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> it's like the, the out of context explanation is, uh, my girlfriend told me that she has cancer. So I angrily drove all night to see my rich dad and asked if he would help. He Mm -hmm. said that he's just a cardiologist and doesn't know anything about her case, but he'll help. So I said, fuck you, dad, and drove away. Amen. Teen angst at its finest. Even though I'm pretty sure the actor playing the dad and Landon are the same age. (laughs) Like, they look the same age. I don't know They're not the same age. I wish they were. They Um, looked like it, though. I was like, are you guys the same? No, the guy who plays the dad is 15 years older. Oh, I never would have known. He's got a young face. He does have a young face. So Shane West was born in 78. Mm. David Lee Smith, who's the dad, is was born in 63. Mm. Okay. I'll allow it. And he was also in 
Fight Club. Mm. Okay. When I told that piece of trivia to my friend Tom yesterday, he went, oh, was he Bob? And I was like, no, Tom, Meatloaf is Bob. <gasps> Meatloaf, Meatloaf looks very different. Than... I didn't know Meatloaf was in Fight Club. You Oh, you need to see Fight Club because Meatloaf is a main, both Meatloaf <laughs> and Jared Leto are in Fight Club. What the fuck? Okay. <laughs> you know Gage loves Meatloaf. Like loves really? Meatloaf. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. One of the thir- first things we bonded over was the fact that I casually like Meatloaf and Gage loves Meatloaf. Le- G- Gage professionally likes Meatloaf. Yes, he does. <laughs> Pretty much. Uh, so, someday we'll know if the dad can actually cure cancer. But at this oh. point, Landon, he starts basically trying to become a better man it seems like and right his past wrongs he tries to he tries to befriend the kid that he tried to murder earlier and also his friend eric finds out and he's the only one from the friend group who actually sincerely comes back and is like hey dude i'll be there for you i am so sorry to hear about what happened I love you, man. I'm here for you. And that's why Eric is my favorite member of the friend group. Everyone else is a piece of trash. Thank you. Yes. Eric is... I My feeling on Eric is that he's a good guy who's just very uh, susceptible to peer pressure. Yeah, I think he's just a normal 17-year-old, to be honest. You know? Uh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and he also... Um, pantomimes both parts of sex at one point in the movie mm-hmm. which i think doing the one point no that's tacky that's that's misogynistic mm-hmm. but then when you flip it over and to be to portray both the giver and the receiver mm-hmm. Mm, mm-hmm. that is He's, high art modern high man art. <laughs> um we're also coming off on two things that are my favorite parts of this movie when she dies no daniel <laughs> When she, like, won't talk to Landon for a little bit because she's so upset about the fact that she's sick and he brings uh-huh. her flowers, like, every single day on her porch. There's just tons <gasps> of flowers on the porch. Oh, my God. And then she comes to see him and she's like, I'm sorry for the way I acted. I just didn't know what to do. Like, being sick is so hard, blah, blah, blah. And she's, like, crying and she goes, Gage had no time for this line. He absolutely rolled his eyes. Do you know what line I'm about to say? I don't. Okay. Where she's like, I just worry about, like, so I think it's like you not being there anymore or me not being there for you. Something like that. And uh-huh. he grabs her and goes, oh, baby, that'll never happen. Oh! Oh. <laughs> Get to do the podcast without me. I'm going to need about 15 <laughs> minutes to mourn. Oh. So, um, as Jamie's condition grows worse, um... Landon tries to do something. She there's a comet that's going to pass over a once in a lifetime comet that she really wants to see, but she needs a better telescope to see it. Um, oh, we forgot to mention something. Okay, she won't. She won't tell him what the number one thing on her bucket list is. That's true. And he looks in the yearbook and it says her ambition is to witness a miracle. So he assumes that that's her number one thing. Yeah. Which, okay. Guess what? Um. It is. So. Oh. Yeah, and Jamie gets um, well. She she gives Landon a book that came, that was from her mother, her dead mom. Wait, um, wait, is she already in the hospital? 
Are we yeah, saying she's at the she's hospital? Yeah, she's in the hospital now? now. Are you kidding me? She collapses at one point. Oh my point god, you're right. How did I even realize that? Oh god, yeah, you're right. She is at the hospital. Oh god. Okay, she gives him the book. A lot of nothing happens for the first two thirds of this movie, and a lot of a lot happens for the last third of this movie. Yeah, it's like set up, set up, set up, set up, and climax, and we're done. <laughs> yeah. Um. So Jamie, she she's in the hospital. She gives Landon a book, um, and, and she says that Landon's her angel. Oh. Very sweet. And the book is from her mom who died. Mm-hmm. Like it's just so. Oh my goodness, I'm crying yeah. in the club. I'm crying. There's uh, dogs uh, all over me because I'm crying and I need emotional support. And in spite of the fact that Landon's dad couldn't help at all, he does help. He pays for private home care for Jamie, which, oh, yeah. That, that, and Anna's pumping her fist right now. I Absolutely. Am, I am. Good and man. Landon goes to his dad's house and he's thanking him for this. And he's mm-hmm. the crying in that scene. Like, the hugging and the crying, just the thankfulness in Landon's heart. It's just so beautiful. That is a, a heartfelt dude's rock scene. It is. It's such positive masculinity, if I may say. Right? Mm-hmm. Uh. Someday we will know. <laughs> okay. Yeah, and then Someday We'll Know starts playing as Landon starts building a telescope so JB can see the comet. And he, basically the dad's like, you've got a ton of work that you got to do. You think you can get this done in one night? And Landon goes, I have to. Oh, the dad starts helping. <laughs> yeah. He brings him some coffee. Like, oh, my God. Oh, my mm-hmm. God. And then what happens, Dan? They get engaged. Oh, my God, Dan. Now, let me tell you the walk to remember part. Okay. Are you ready? Okay. So in the book, mm-hmm. Jamie has become so weak and sickly. She can't walk on her own anymore. Okay. That and makes she, sense. yeah, she has to be in a wheelchair at all the times. Um, and so when they get married, the walk to remember is her walk down the aisle because she gets out of the wheelchair and with her father's help, she slowly like takes her time and walks to Landon at the altar. And that's why I was crying because I was thinking about that in the book and I was like, oh my God, it's so beautiful. But why they fucking didn't do that shit in the movie? It's so beautiful. And you really just took the literal walk to remember and said, it is trash. Like, yeah. Are you Dan, kidding me? I, every point during this movie, whenever they went on a walk, I kept mm-hmm. asking, is this the walk to remember? No, is it's the walk, the walk down the remember? aisle. I expected a like a climactic, like saying goodbye walk that they would take. Because like the nope. walk down the aisle in the movie, it wasn't very special. She was no. walking fine. Exactly. No, the walk in the book is supposed to be that she's so sickly and weak that she can barely make it down the aisle to land in. Mm-hmm. And she does. She walks down the aisle with her father's help. And that's what makes it so special. Yeah. So now well, you know what part of it was supposed to be a walk to remember. Yeah. It's not as special in the movie. No. They get married in the same church where uh, the mom, her mom and dad were married, thus crossing off another item on her bucket list. I'm uh, crying the whole time. Crossing off they... a bucket on my a list on oh my god a bucket on my list I bye okay done. <laughs> they spend a summer together. We're told, and she dies. And in the book, he never takes his ring off, but in the movie, he takes it off. And I'm like, that's much better in the book. Yeah, much better. I've if this had been a direct adaptation of the book, I probably would have liked it a lot more. Yeah, um, exactly. So then time passes. We have to assume it's like 
five years later, four he years He said later. four years later. Okay, well, I Dan. wasn't listening. Uh. Uh, four years pass, and Landon comes back to town. He's been accepted into medical school. Beautiful. Uh, wonderful. And he's like, oh, Jamie never got to witness a miracle. The, the comment, it wasn't the miracle. And then Jamie's dad, she's like, Landon, you were her miracle. And I'm crying again. And then I'm he, like, yeah, it, you were. And then Landon explodes into a burst of pure energy and ascends up into heaven. Yeah, pretty much. And then the movie ends. <laughs> yeah. Now, then Landon, uh, he walks down to a pier and he's talking to himself and he's like, he, he's sad that Jamie's gone, but their love was like the wind. You can't see it, but you can, feel, can it. feel it. Oh, oh, Dan. And then we are Dan to move. I just want you to know right now that Gage says that he's mad at you for making us watch all these romantic movies because I keep crying. <laughs> Gage, I, I accept your anger completely. I'm mad at me for making us watch this one, too. I love no. I love. I this did one. not like this movie. It was I so dumb. I told you dumb. you weren't gonna like it. I told you you weren't gonna like it. But I love it. Okay. Oh, the good things. The good things about this. Mm-hmm. The Everything. relationship, like the relationship between Landon and Jamie, and between Mandy Moore and Shane West, they work very well together. Their chemistry on screen is really good. They've they great look nice as a couple. Chemistry. Um, the dialogue that they say to each other, incredibly stupid. Um, yeah, I, I know I said that the notebook was predictable. This is predictable in an unenjoyable way. Can't relate. First of all, um, maybe it's just because this movie holds such a special place, like in my heart, because (laughs) it was such a big part of my high school experience because I was so obsessed with it. Like, Gage and I were laughing. Like, I understand that it's poorly written and cheesy. Yes. But I just think it's a sweet story, you know? Like, when it gets down to it, I think it's a sweet story. And I think it's something that I can actually see, like, not happening, not the part about her dying or whatever, but, like, the actual way that they fell in love, I feel like is very, could happen, which is why I like it. To me, it felt like a syrupy Christian drama that they would show you in Catholic school when they don't want to actually show you anything or Stop, teach that Stop, I day. love Christian drama. Seventh Heaven? I, oh, I do not. Seventh, Seventh Heaven? is really boring. The Waltons, technically not a Christian drama, but The Waltons is really boring. I, Dan, end this episode. I'm done with you. I love... It's I too love saccharine. Everything. It's too saccharine. The, the, the troubles that they go through are... <sighs> Too white bread. And I know that saying Mandy Moore dying of leukemia as a white bread sort of struggle doesn't make sense. But the way that it's dealt with by everyone else, the only real emotion that I saw from any of the characters was Mm -hmm. between Shane West and his dad. Like the the preacher father, he just seemed to... Like, I get that he was resigned to the fact, but he wasn't emotional... At all about anything. He was, like, detached from everything, which could be a defense mechanism, but it doesn't work in a movie when he's just detached from the fact that his daughter is dying. Yeah. <sighs> and Daryl Hannah's say. lip injections. Daryl Hannah's whole look for this movie. Poor Daryl Hannah. She was done dirty in this movie. So dirty. She's in Splash. She's a mermaid. I love Splash. Splash is such a good movie. Also, if 
we are to assume that the characters and the actors are the same age. Daryl Hannah as Landon's mom was 18 when she had Landon because Daryl Hannah is 18 years older than Shane West. Ooh. <laughs> well, you know, it's fine. Um, it's fine. <laughs> so the, the only trivia that I really have about the movie is that in the book, the play is not about Tommy the Gun. Instead, it's about a Christmas play. And it's set in oh, the yeah. 50s. And the antics that the teens do in the book are a lot uh, a lot less dangerous than the antics that the modern teens do to get them into trouble. I kind of like the more modern twist to it, though. Do you? I mean, I know you no, don't because you like... I absolutely don't. Never mind. That's, I, don't I think that's also asked. because... I don't... Like, partially because of the events of the real world that happened slightly before 2002. Okay, fair. I don't know why anybody would ever want to go back to 2002. I understand why someone would want to go back to the 50s. Especially wanna... considering that everybody in this movie is white. Why you would want to go yeah. back to the 50s. I don't know why anyone would want to revisit basically the 2000s. Listen, I don't want to revisit the 2000s. I just like this movie. <laughs> I get that. I understand it, but like no, I know. I'm just being sassy to you. No, I I, I understand. It's n- there's nothing about this that is like aspirational to me. It's like, no. oh, I want to be like those people. No, no. There's nobody in this movie that I want to be like. I just maybe the cardiologist's dad, just because he's really rich and he's yeah, got a really nice true. house. <laughs> true. I do want to be aspirational, and I want to manifest his money and his house. <laughs> Other than that, there's not really any... Uh, and then they, they use the same sets as Dawson's Creek for a lot of it because they were filmed at the same time. Yeah, yeah. You told me that last week and I was very yeah. shook about it. The hospital set, exactly the same. Jesus. They filmed at the same school. Um, no. And there's one other thing. I don't know. Is it the cement factory? Yeah, I, oh, yeah. Don't you remember that very special scene at the cement factory in Dawson's Creek? I don't Creek, know. There's a creek. Where Dawson I figured goes maybe it was the literal creek. I don't know anything about Dawson's Creek. Dawson's Creek has a theme song by Gavin DeGraw, I Don't Wanna Be. I don't want That's the only Gavin DeGraw song I've ever heard in my No, wait. Life. That's One Tree Hill. Ugh, oh. I get them confused. They're the same they are thing. Similar. I was making jokes about what I thought were about Dawson's Creek last night. They were all One Tree Hill jokes because I kept talking about basketball. <laughs> They play basketball in One Tree Hill, not in Dawson's Creek. One, Good one, Dawson's Dan. Creek just has like Eric Vanderbeek crying or James oh, Vanderbeek crying. Everyone Vanderbeek crying. Anyway, um, if you had to give a, I mean, is there anything else that you have to say about it that we haven't said? Um, I feel like this is going to be a short episode because it's kind of a short movie. It's only an hour and a half long. Um, yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's pretty straightforward. I mean, everybody here can probably tell from my poor taste in movies and also the way I've been talking about this movie. (laughs) It just brings back a lot of really, really good memories for me. Um, Like when I I would either be playing Guitar Hero World Tour or watching this movie. (laughs) (laughs) That was me when I was in high school. If I wasn't hanging out with my friends, I was literally either watching this movie or playing Guitar Hero World Tour. There is no in-between. What? Um, those are my only two moods. What do you want from me? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I'm serious. Um, no, like, it, it brings back a lot of really fond memories of, like, me trying to figure out who I am and, like, 
what my life would be like and finding out what kind of things I would hope for from a future boyfriend. Granted, mm-hmm. here I am as an adult at 25 realizing that real life is a lot different, like dating an actual person versus dating a character in a book. But, like, you know, it's just kind of nice to be in a place like that where you're watching this movie and it takes me back to, like, when I was so much more innocent and, like, yeah. loved this movie and felt like it was the be-all and end-all of all romantic relationships. I don't know. It just it just makes me happy. And I was so excited to watch it because I hadn't seen this movie in forever. And I was excited to share it with Gage, even though he'd already seen it, just because it is something that is so important to me. So it was just a really special trip down memory lane for me. Yeah. that The way you talk about it, it brings up a question for me. Yeah. Thinking back to when you were in high school, mm-hmm. could high school Anna see herself as Jamie in the movie? Are you kidding me? She probably thought she was. Yeah, Minus okay. the being sick part, I absolutely thought I was going to woo some boy, some bad boy into being my forever boyfriend. Are you kidding me? Now I just got the exact same version of me, but in boy form and yeah. a little nerdier. <laughs> I think that's why you connect with us a lot more, because you could see yourself in it oh yeah i'm not shane west i'm not the bad boy i'm the guy who wrote the play there you go are you kidding me I eddie see Zimmerhoff or something eddie Zimmerhoff, the the short kid who's in the movie for two minutes he's that's a who short i see king. myself as he's a he short, a short king. king uh mm. no i uh, I, I, this I, is I do not, think it's i get a, that it's a special movie to you it's not a special movie to that's me that's okay <laughs> I, i'm sure you have movies that are special to you that are not special to me so like quiz show. <laughs> like quiz show. There was a tweet today. That I saw was, it, Dan. That's why I yeah. mentioned this. <laughs> and the tweet was, um, what's a movie that you think that you are actually the world's biggest fan of more than anyone else? And of course, my response was quiz show. And I'm mm-hmm. honestly, I'm pretty sure that it's not even close. Yeah, probably. I think for me, it would be this one. I don't know. Do you think uh-huh. I could beat out all the other girls and fan of this movie? Uh, it, it might be tough. You need like a, I think part of the issue is you don't have a Mandy Moore poster. You you would have a Shane West poster, right. but you wouldn't have a Mandy Absolutely. Moore poster. No, no. You're a fan of parts, not the, the whole. The piece. Yeah. You're a fan yeah, of pieces. Yeah, I guess. P- oh, wait, that's Ashley. <laughs> pieces um, of me. That's Ashley yeah. Simpson. Dang it. I was listening to that when I was driving today. It's great. Oh. Remember how she emotionally destroyed Pete once after they got married? I do. Remember how either way, she's still the good Simpson? Oh, poor Jessica. No, not poor Jessica. She's Why done un- she I don't know. I just thought you're prominent about- anti-vaccine person in the world. What? I thought she it was in- Jenny McCarthy. Oh, wait. Dan, are you thinking? One second. <laughs> Have I been dragging Jessica Simpson this whole time? You were thinking of Jenny McCarthy. Am I thinking of Jenny McCarthy? Oh my god! Wait a second. Is Jessica Simpson on The Masked Singer? No, it's no, Jenny McCarthy. No, it's Jenny McCarthy. I am thinking of Jenny McCarthy. Okay, wait a second. Is there a reason why I don't like Jessica Simpson? No. Okay, I'm sorry, Jessica Simpson. You are not the bad simpson i i retract all my statements and put them onto jenny mccarthy jenny mccarthy is terrible good work and i will yes good work dan Mm -hmm. anyway i apologize to our devoted fan jessica simpson you're welcome i mean thank you what i don't know what i'm trying to say (laughs) sorry jessica Uh, 
would this movie be better, worse, or the same with Jonathan Taylor Thomas as? I I don't want to mar its perfection. I'm gonna have to keep him out of this one. Okay. Um, would it be better, worse, or the same with Jimmy Stewart as the pastor? The pastor? Uh, Yeah. It'd be it'd be better, I guess. Jimmy Stewart's a better actor than the actor who plays the dad. I think. Yeah. Yeah. I think Daryl Hannah's the most. He has a worse name though. What? He has a worse name. The guy who plays the dad is Peter Coyote. That's a stripper name. But do you know what else he's been in? A lot. What? Really? Like what? He was in E.T. As he who? was in Patch Adams. Let's see. In E.T., he was Keys. I don't okay, know who that's Keys not is. That's not helpful at all. I don't know either. He was in Patch mm-hmm. Adams mm-hmm. as Bill Davis. He was in Aaron Brockovich. Oh, he was in a movie called The Hebrew Hammer. <laughs> <laughs> he played Robert Mueller in the 2020 film The Comey Rule. Mm. Interesting. In, he's also been a narrator for a ton of stuff. Like he narrated a bunch of like NHL documentaries and stuff. He's a good oh. voice. I mean, yeah, he does. Wait a second. On his Wikipedia mm-hmm. page. His... Wait, his name, his birthday was Robert Cohen. And when he was at college, he ingested peyote and had a hallucination in which he saw his footprints as coyote paw prints. And then he changed his name to Peter Coyote. I absolutely hate that. Thanks for sharing. He has a section. His The section's on his Wikipedia page. Early life, name change, countercultural activities. Discovering Zen, San Francisco Arts Commission, and the California Arts Council film and television acting. So he's nothing like the character he played. <laughs> he is completely different. Complete difference. Oh my. Wow. Okay. Um, so I think the movie would be slightly better with Jimmy Stewart, but I like the story of Peter Coyote a lot more. Mm-hmm. Uh, Make okay, that into a movie, TBH. If you have to give a rating, one out of five. Five, five. Walks to remember. You give it a five. Dan, I'm not even going to let you finish the sentence. I love this movie. I'm giving it a five just because of how happy it makes me and the memories it gives me. Mm-hmm. Literally, if I was rating the movie, I'd probably give it a three. But because of how happy it makes me, five. How about you? I give it the same score as National Treasure, but I think it's better than National Treasure. I give it a one and a half. Okay. Because you said it's better than <laughs> National Treasure, I'm not mad at you, but I'm a little hurt. I, I do think... It, it, I mean, I don't think it's good. I don't think it's... I, I do think it's bad, but it's not the worst thing I've seen. <laughs> okay. It's not, it's not Cowboys and Aliens or Real Steel. Oh, Jesus Christ. Oh, God, no. No to all of this. Yeah. Um. So, I mean, that's it. I don't have anything else to add. Me either. I think that you should watch it at least once if you're curious, friends. It's just a good movie for yeah. just little... If you want to just watch something a little cheesy and sappy, early 2000s, it's a good well, one. I recommend, like, every movie that we've done, watch them, for better or for worse, because you yeah. get something out of it. Um, it's good for Valentine's but, Day, you know, get you in the mm-hmm. mood, in the spirit. Yeah, so that's it for this week's In Conclusion. Mm-hmm. Kind of a quick Anna, one. A, a quick one. I forgot. Did we have a movie planned for next week? Yeah, Sleepless in Seattle. Okay, yeah. So next week we will be talking about Sleepless in Seattle. 
Tom Hanks, Meg Ryan. No tears from Anna this time. (laughs) Tom Hanks' real wife is in this movie. Playing his sister. I'm sorry, you mean the star of Jingle All the Way? With the seminal line, damn you, Howard. Poor Rita. Poor Rita. Rita Wilson. Hey, she is healed. She is no longer, she got COVID in April. Yeah, a long time ago they had COVID. Glad to hear they're still alive. Glad to hear they recovered. Yes, me too. Uh, So come back next week when we won't catch any sleep in the Pacific Northwest. Love it. Uh, If you like the show and you want to follow us on the internet, you could do so. Uh, Facebook and Twitter at and in conclusion on Instagram at in conclusion podcast. If you want to follow me, you can do so on Twitter. Dan dash. No, Dan O'Keefe 86 Instagram D L R A A R. I forget myself. I don't remember. My website's Dan dash O'Keefe.com. If you want to support the show, the best way you could do so is by telling your friends and getting more people to listen. Uh, and telling us what movies to watch, because we'll, we'll accept anything. Yeah, Re- true. Pretty much, as long as it's not a snuff film, we'll watch it. Yeah. Um, or we have a Patreon, patreon.com slash inconclusion, where you can give us money. Please we do. Have a bunch of, we have a bunch of perks listed. I'm going to be completely honest. We haven't done any of those. If we got a few more uh, patrons, maybe we would, though. You maybe know? we would. Yeah, we're holding you hostage. We're holding our current patrons hostage until we get more yeah. people, where it becomes... Listen, I'm the pretty sure... The cost-benefit analysis becomes reasonable. Listen, our greatest patron right now is Gage, and he... <laughs> I hold him hostage every day, so... Uh, Anna, as the hostage taker, where can the police find you? You can find me on Instagram at <laughs> AutumnusPrime818 or on Twitter at AutobotsRollOut, capital O for auto, capital B for bots, capital R for roll, and the O in roll, and the O in out are zeros. As we said, we will be next... We will be next week. We will be back next week with Sleepless in Seattle. So in the meantime, everybody stay safe, have fun, wear a mask, stay warm. It's currently Mm -hmm. very cold right now in Milwaukee. It is. It's Uh, cold in Illinois, too. And if you know how to get in contact with Dan O'Keefe from Veep, who I share a name with, please tell me how. Bye-bye. Bye. Yeah, they love Chip and Joe. <laughs>